Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ah, yes, he is just moments away and chomping at the bit to take your phone calls about gardening. Give Doug a call at 866-391-1020. Don't forget to always go to DougOster.com. Tenth caller right now, 412-922-1020, wins a $25 gift certificate from Sorgo. So, Mr. Oster, what's on your mind this morning? Your haircut, it is awesome. <laughs> what little hair I have left to cut. No, you grew it long there for that last grasp at youth. If I had hair, I'd, I'd grow it long, especially during the pandemic. But what made you get it cut? Because it looks great. Well, you know what? It's just that you don't have that youthful, luscious hair that you had that could do anything. And you didn't have to trim it. You didn't have to even shampoo it every day. It just kind of fell into place. And I realized... Being 64, growing hair that you had in your teens is almost next to impossible, and it became a full-time job, so I said, I have enough to do, so I cut it. Well, buddy, it looks great. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I hear that weather forecast, and I'm just so excited when we're getting back into the 60s, and uh, Mrs. Nodal is going to come on later and tell us everything that we should be doing in the garden right now, and I think she'll probably tell us what we should not be doing, too, because... When it gets to 60 degrees, uh, yeah, you, you get, you're anxious to get out there, but it's awful early and the ground is still wet. But 10 days until the official start of the season, which is St. Patrick's Day, you know, that is a day, as I always say, that uh, Grandma said to plant your peas, and I'm going to be planting peas and radishes and beets and carrots and onions and lettuce and arugula, tatsoi, mustard greens, mizuna, and anything else I can think of that loves cold weather in just 10 days. And if the soil is too wet, you know, I'm, I know I'm a broken record, but if you get in there and dig and it uh, sticks to the shovel, it's too wet, then I just throw compost on top and put those seeds in. Oh, I can't wait. I just can't wait to get started. I'm lucky enough to have that old uh, uh, Everlight unheated greenhouse out there. It's an old kit greenhouse, and I've been transplanting all sorts of cool weather crops, uh, those mustard greens and mizuna and such like that, uh, into flats just to have them ready to go when we can put them in the ground. Uh, You know, one thing you could be doing right now, and I hope I'm not stealing uh, Mrs. Noel's thunder, is organizing your seeds. Uh, I organize them by the uh, sowing time. And so all the ones that get started indoors are in one batch, and then early in the season, another batch. Then my direct sow summer crops like beans and stuff are in another one, and then, you know, back actually back to the uh, early ones for late sowing. 
And if you've got uh, some old seeds, and I've been answering lots of questions about this, how long seeds can last, uh, you can just test them by uh, putting them in a wet paper towel and into a Ziploc bag and then put them up on the refrigerator and in 10, 15 days take a look at them, see what sprouted and what didn't. I, I usually keep it around. If it's 50%, I keep the seeds. If it's below that, I'm put them into the compost pile and get some new seeds. Um, this week's book giveaway is a cool one. It's The Well-Gardened Mind, The Restorative Power of Nature by Sue Stewart-Smith. It's a bunch of cool stories about something most of us understand, the therapeutic nature of gardening. If you would like to win the book, you just go to DougOster.com, click on the contact button and say, I'm a winner, or I'd like to win the book, or something like that, and then tomorrow I'll, I'll pick the winner. If it's a random thing, I count them up and, and run them into what's called a random uh, number generator, and whatever number is the winner, I count back down, and that's who gets it. And uh, I'll send them out to you in a couple of days. My latest story for the Green Voice came from a talk with a friend who is a horticulturist at a public garden. And she was telling me about gardening right when the pandemic started and all the public gardens shut down. And she just had this one phrase that, that caught me, and it was uh, she said she was gardening for no one. So they were still... You know, no one knew a year ago that we would be still in this in another year, but didn't know when it was going to open, when the garden would open again. And I started looking around and talking to people, and the executive director at a garden called Chanticleer, which is out towards Philadelphia, uh, is a friend of mine, and he told me that right off the bat, they, you know, they were they were panicked. They didn't know if they'd open. They didn't want to lay off any people. They wanted to keep their gardeners working, and so they redesigned a couple gardens to have vegetables in them instead of flowers, and they did it in a way that they used the vegetables like you would design a flower garden. And not only that, not only do they have beautiful edibles, but they donated almost 5,000 pounds of produce to local food banks and pantries. And, boy, I thought that was a great story. And I talked to the executive director and a couple of the horticulturists, and, and what, what they did uh, was pretty interesting, and it, it carried over to this year uh, in, in using more vegetables as ornamentals. That, you know, that's been a trend for probably, I don't know, 10 years or so, uh, maybe longer, uh, probably a lot longer, you know, throwing in like a ruby chard into a container, uh, uh, using uh Cabbages and kales as uh, decorative. You know, they they had three trellises with uh, cherry tomatoes on them as as ornamentals. Although, you know, if they were hanging down there, how could you resist? Uh, and so that's the story. I, I really enjoyed telling it, and uh, uh, just that the fact that they, you know, they had always at Chanticleer, they had always donated. You know, they always had veg a vegetable garden there and donated the produce. But since they added so much, so many vegetables and kept everybody working until they could, you know, got open. I think last year they got open in June. Uh, it, I just thought it was uh, pretty interesting. And Chanticleer is one of my favorite gardens. That is, If you go out to see Longwood, if you go out to see all those gardens near Philadelphia, make sure that you see Chanticleer. It's in a little town called Wayne, PA. If you have a gardening question and you can't get through or you're too shy to call, I've got lots of people that uh, reach out to me after the show. They just say, I'm just too too much of a chicken to call, which is okay. Uh, I'll answer questions for about an hour after the show, 
until uh, CBS Sunday morning comes on. I like to watch that show. And, uh, again, you just go to DougOster.com, click on the contact button. If you have some kind of gardening question that I didn't get to or didn't get to you uh, today, I'll answer it there. But I would love to talk to you today when we come back from the break at uh, 866-391-1020. Rob, is there time to squeeze in a call or do we have one? We do not. We're going to have to take a break here. But before we get to a break, got about a minute, uh, because you and I like to talk uh, for pop culture and entertainment and hometown, and you grew up in Ohio and you knew Cleveland because you worked there. Uh, Michael Stanley passed away recently at the age of 72, a well-known musician from that part of the world who really found critical claim as a performer of the Michael Stanley Band. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I'm sure a part of your childhood has passed away at the age of 72. Michael Stanley. Yeah, I, I got the message yesterday. You know, for Clevelanders, uh, Michael Stanley was everything. And the Michael Stanley Band was just, a, a, you know, they got signed nationally, but, but were immensely popular in that part of the country. Uh, I saw lots of stuff on Twitter from from musicians that loved Michael Stanley and uh yeah i was i was really shocked and and saddened by it cuz n- not only was he a great musician then he went on to uh you know host uh, a lot of uh you know radio and television programs a uh, great musician and uh you know look up michael stanley band's uh version of rosewood bitters it's it's a phenomenal song and one other thing your quarterback baker mayfield said he saw a ufo <laughs> cleveland browns so what's up with that i didn't hear that one yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here we go. go. (laughs) It's the curse of the Cleveland Browns. Hey, who knows? He might be right. Anyway, we'll take a break. He's a Pittsburgher now, DougOster.com, and he is wanting to talk to you. So any gardening questions are welcome. Mrs. Know-It-All within a half hour. We have that gift certificate to give away from Janoski's, too, as well. So please stay with us. Number is 866-391-1020 or, of course, Dollar Bank Instant Access, KDKRadio.com. Wanting to talk to Doug's. What do you say we say hi to Renee? In Pittsburgh. Hi, Renee. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's your question? Um, my question is, I have a very small raised uh, bed garden. We live in the city, and I just have about a two-by-eight um, little garden. And last year, I bought a potted tomato plant that had the growing ring around it, and my husband kept telling me to take it out of that pot and put it into the raised bed garden, but I was too afraid that I would kill it by doing that. So I'm going to try again this year, and I was just looking for advice on leave it in the pot the way uh, they said to do it, or should I actually get it into the ground? Well, I hate to say it, but your husband's right. (laughs) Of course he is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's going to be happier in that raised bed, but... It, how big was that pot? Do you would you say not as big as a five gallon bucket, right? Lots a lot smaller than that. Yeah, it was pretty big. I, you know, it was. Uh, I don't know. My plant grew to be about three feet tall. I would say I had a ton of tomatoes. I, I at least a hundred on it. But, well, you can't. Um, okay. You can't argue with those results. That's the thing, also. But uh, it's going to be easier to take care of by putting it into that raised bed. And actually, tomatoes enjoy being transplanted, believe it or not. You would think that would set them back. But every time that, like, I'm starting, you know, I'll start my seeds here pretty soon of tomatoes, and I like to pot them up like four times before they they get out into the garden because they just, they grow like crazy after being transplanted. 
the fact, though, that you did so well with that container, you must have really took good care of it and made sure that it had the water that it needed. Uh, yeah, I did. We, I did. I wanted to succeed because... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because your husband told you to do it another way. I, I understand that completely, trust me. Uh, right. uh, the thing, in nor- normally we say that a, a container for a tomato needs to be at least 15 gallons. I mean, you know, that's oh, really big. Uh, but that's just uh-huh. because because you've got to give tomatoes the water they need. That's the trick. And if you don't, if that dries out, you'll you'll grow tomatoes and they'll get this blossom end rot on the bottom and that means they're not getting well, I did the calcium. have that early in the season. I did right, that's develop what, that's that what, and then I corrected how I was watering them and I got through it. Right. But yeah. That's, that was that's my early water, That's definitely a watering issue and something we see a lot in containers. I just think it's going to be easier for you either to get a bigger container or put it into the uh, little raised bed of yours. Or maybe you, you need to, this is what you should do. Tell your husband he has to build you a second bed now because you don't have room for all your tomatoes you want to grow. There's the solution, okay? <laughs> okay, that's great. Thank you for your time. Thank you. All right, up next for Doug is Marianne in Slippery Rock on KDK. Good morning, Marianne. Hi, how are you? Good. What's your question? Um, I just wondered when it's okay to cut back, you know, weeds that you left grow in the garden for the insects to overwinter and things. Uh, how long should you leave those up? I mean, I know insects probably need to get warm, right, before they kind of come back. Yeah, uh, and, and so uh, what Marion, right, or Marianne, how, how, should I, how should I say it? Marion. Marion, right? yeah, it's hard. That's what I thought. Marion and I go way back. <laughs> how far back do we go, Marion? Uh, 20 years? Not Maybe, not quite, but almost, 15, yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah, Fifteen at least. Yeah. And so what uh, she's doing, what I'm doing, and I we I think we probably both learned this from Jessica when she was a, a, a host on the show, is to leave the perennials up at the end of the season, and wait until the spring to cut them down because uh, beneficials will nest in there. And so I believe we should wait till about April. If you get antsy, if you need to get in there, if you can't stand the way it looks, one little trick that, that I've read about is that you can, you can cut them carefully at the bottom and tie them together and put them on top of, like, the compost pile, and when they warm up, those things will hatch out. And uh, for the most part, I don't do it until we get to the first part of April. Okay. But you never know what the weather's going to be like. You know, if we go into the 60s here this week and it stays you know warm for a few weeks you, you know the insects are going to hatch out uh-huh. and so those are the two ways that i would recommend uh okay looking at the problem all right great thanks so much great to talk to you all right let, let's see if we can squeeze in Anne marie we have like two minutes and go ahead you're on katie k yes last week you mentioned what to do about snow mold in the grass and i'd like you to repeat that please Okay, uh, not much, actually. Uh, what we do is, is we wait and take a look, see what, how, how, how it reacts when we get into April. You know, if you still have an awful-looking patch there, you're going to have to kind of scratch it up, uh, take what, what was on there off, and then uh, I like to just put down a little bit of compost and, and just kind of rake it in and then put some new seed on there. Always use good grass seed, 100% seed, not filler. And so, you know, I've always loved the Jonathan Green products. They've got one for sun and one for shade. And no one's paying me to say that. I just think that's great seed. 
And it's just just do a little bit of reseeding there where that snow mold was if it doesn't uh, come back. You know, a lot of times grass along the edge will just start taking off and fill that spot for you quick, and that's how to do it. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Doug, one minute. What else, bud? Uh, well, one thing I, I, I want to talk about real quick was uh, your house plants. This is the time to fertilize your house plants. Uh, I'm using this fertilizer called Dramatic. It's from a company called Dram, D-R-A-M-M. It's available at Han Nursery, and it's available at Chapin's. Uh, probably other places, too. Oh, I heard it was at Rollier's, too. Uh, but those two places have, have, have put that fertilizer in specifically because I love it. And so uh, get some fertilizer on your house plants because there's enough light for the plant to use it, and they will thank you for it. All right, let's take a short break. We'll come back. Uh, we got that Janoski's gift certificate to give away. We've got Eddie wanting to talk to uh, Doug. We've got room for you as well at 866-391-1020. And then Mrs. Know-It-All will drop by and spend a little time with Doug to wrap up the show. Next hour, Joe and Frank Dentisi en route now to KDKA. They, of course, with the Coons Cooking Hour. And today's topic is tuna. Fresh and canned. We'll be discussing that. And then we've got Jim Meredith here today. Heffron Tillis and your money and you with Tyler Villano. And then the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show. Pitt basketball, their lost final regular season game of the year to uh, Clemson. Uh, Pens get a win against the Flyers. The Rangers tonight on home ice. We've got some Steelers news and a lot of pirate stuff with Jason Mackey from Florida. Stay with us. Yeah, and this would be a good time to call in. We've got some lines available. If you have a gardening question for Doug, 866-391-1020. Tenth caller right now wins a $25 gift certificate. That'll go a long way out there at Janoski's, where they're open all winter, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., 412-922-1020. All right, Eddie, you've been waiting a very long time. Thank you for holding on. What's your question? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. It's Eddie Smith. Uh, I was going to ask uh, Doug what his feelings are about using pelleted seeds. You know, I, I don't use them, but there's nothing wrong with them. Pelleted seeds just means that uh, the small seeds just kind of have a clay uh, coating around them. It just makes it like lettuce is a good one for pelleted seed because, you know, you get seriously like 300 packet, uh, 300 uh, lettuce seeds in uh, each packet. And, and you know, they're, they're just hard to split up. So there's nothing wrong with using them. It's just... I don't know. I I just never never have used them. Uh, Eddie, have you used them? Yeah, I did with some uh, limited uh, success last year, and I was wondering, you know, maybe I was doing something wrong, or is that you know something that occurs with them? But yeah, I would I, I would just think that, uh, and this is just a guess, that they're probably a little bit harder to germinate because they have that coating, but maybe not. Eddie, why don't you tell everybody? Uh, <laughs> what you did when you got fed up with uh, all the uh, animals eating out of your garden. Oh, I, I have a friend of mine. We built a big cage around my uh, <laughs> garden for the mostly greens and uh, tomatoes. But it's 200 square feet. And it's quite big. But, yeah, you know, I wrote I, I'm, I'm managing this thing. I said, geez, I think I need another one on the other side of my house. <laughs> I wrote a story about Eddie after seeing this on Facebook. We connected on Facebook, and uh, you can see the pictures of, of what he did. And, and I'll tell you what, Eddie, all of us here in western Pennsylvania and beyond, oh, I'm telling you, uh, deer, rabbits, and groundhogs are, can drive you absolutely nuts. So I love that idea of, of caging the garden 
Uh, what are you going to grow this year? Anything special? Oh, I've, I've got everything on tap, you know, you know, the usual tomatoes, uh, cucumbers. Uh, I like Mizuna. I miss my favorite greens. Uh, oh, that's awesome. You know, Eddie, I I did an experiment with Mizuna. Uh, I, just, I You know, I was going to winter sow them. I had them in an unheated greenhouse. They sprouted before it. Uh, they sprouted in, like, December. And they sat there in an unheated greenhouse. And, I mean, it got cold here, you know, as it does in Boston. But they sat there as little transplants and never froze out, even when it got down to two degrees, which I just thought was fascinating. I think if they would have – if I would have allowed them to get bigger and those the leaves would have been, you know, as big as a Mizuna gets, that they probably would have froze out. But when they were just these little transplants – and that's what I've been doing the last couple of days is, is – potting them up into uh into flats but mizuna's tough you know it could take a lot of cool weather and it's fun to experiment with plants like that how did you find mizuna because that's a weird one yeah i know i just bought a little bit you know and uh i got it going and it's it's called wild mizuna and it's all over my place now and but it's easy to pull out if you don't like where it lands but it's tasty and uh i i have a lot of friends that come over and just uh Clip it for salads, you know, and they love it. Very yeah, peppery. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. All right, Eddie, I appreciate your call. And uh, guys, you should go go to dougoster. dot com and, and poke around. You can see Eddie's caged in garden. It's pretty cool. My dad actually did that around our refrigerator when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go to Kathy in Coriopolis. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. I have a question about a pothos uh, indoor plant. It's mm. getting extremely long. How do I cut that back? Uh, you can trim that basically anywhere you want. What I would do is I would want to take these extra long vines, and I would I would trim them, and I would try and root them to have more, unless you don't want any more. It sounds like it's taken over, huh? It is. It's all the way down to the floor. It's probably five feet now. You know, people people love to do that, you know, but if you can't stand it being, you know, too long, you can snip it wherever you want to. Uh, it will it will be fine. And as I said, I like to, to cut them and just stick them in a little planting mix, and they'll root pretty easily. And then you'll have two or three of them that eventually will get five feet long, and you'll be calling back to, to, to see where to cut I'll be calling them. back. There okay, you thank go. you very much. Thank you. All right, let's keep it going. Let's go to John in Economy. Another call before the break for Doug Oster, the organic gardener, dougoster.com. Hi, John. Buongiorno, Doug. Buongiorno. I have a question. We have dogs at our house, and this has been a problem for years. Uh, I use Jonathan Green products, but when they urinate out in the yard, it, it just is there anything I can do because it just burn out the grass? Well, there's a couple things, but, you know, it's a pain. Uh, when they're done, and I don't know how you would do this during the winter, but in the summer or spring and summer, when they're done, it's, it's water, water, water. Dilute it the best you can. There are some uh, products like at a, a, a pet store that, that will help, but I would either try and get them to change their spot or just keep them all in the same spot if you can. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that's hard to do to get them to change their spot. 
Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, water is really the key, uh, you know, for for dilution. That, that's that's the best I can do for you. And then take a look at a pet store, and, and there are some products that you can put down, but, you know, it sounds like a pain. You know, I've been letting my new little dog, Lulu, out into the vegetable garden during the winter, and so let's just say I've got a lot of cleanup to do before we start planting this year. All right, good luck with that. All right, we'll take a very short break and uh, getting ready for the Coons Cooking Hour. Tuna, the topic of conversation, fresh and canned today. Jim Meredith, Tyler Villano, Heffron Tillotson's Your Money and You. All still to come today on KDKA. Yeah, and one of his uh, best friends, always with a lot of knowledge, bringing her A-game once again. And, Doug, you know who that is, right? And time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's what a culture is. Denise Schreiber is going to tell us everything we should be doing right now, maybe some things we shouldn't be doing. How are you? Well, yeah. Uh, Just real quick, the lady who called about the process, one of the ways to really get it to reinvigorate itself is to take at least one of those uh, long trailers and cut it all the way back to the center of the pot where it's coming from. That'll really increase it and make it much fuller because it's probably a little scraggly right now. Well, real quick, how about pelleted seed? Have you ever used it? Oh, yeah, I've used pelleted seed for a number of years. Any Um, trouble getting it to germinate? Oh, no, not at all. It's such a fine coating. As soon as you water, it it disappears. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not a problem at all. What should we be doing in the garden? Well, you know what? For starters, go get a soil test. Um, Ah. Beat the rush because everybody's going to be doing it. And this way, you know, some of the amendments you may have to add may take a little longer to break down into the soil. So now is the time to, you know, get that done. You know, you can go to Penn State's website just you know, or, you know, just Google it, you know, Penn State soil test. And, and it's, all, it's very inexpensive. I, I think it's like $9. Don't I think you're right. Me yeah. that, but I think that's it. And it's cheaper than those kits you buy in the store, and it hasn't been sitting out, you know, in a warehouse somewhere. Oh, and just so much more accurate, you know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then, you know what? To go. It's, it's time to weed. I've already been out there weeding my favorite weed, so to speak. Notice the sarcasm. Bittercress, it's up there. It's already blooming. Uh, I've seen it bloom under snow, so don't be surprised if it's blooming in your garden. And you want to get it before it goes to seed, right? Oh, (laughs) that. I've got that, and I've got wild strawberry, and it's really making me crazy. And then, you know, walk your garden. If you planted a bunch of bulbs, you may have had some pop out a little bit from a freeze-thaw cycle. Uh, The other thing is, you know, some little critter might have been trying to help you uh, get it out of the ground. So all you got to do is go pop them back in, kind of just push them back in the soil, cover them with a little more soil if you need to. And I've, seen that with, I've seen that with some of my tulips, actually, and, and I have done that, <laughs> pushed them back in. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's time to fertilize those bulbs. If you see them coming up, you know, um, you know, I I like to use this bum of bulb tone myself, and, you know, just follow the directions. And you should always feed your bulbs during the season, so when they're coming up, when they're blooming, and after they're done blooming, um, because so, that's when they're really putting on their food for next year. So tell me about that with the bulb tone. I'm, I mean, you're using, I'm sure, you know, the proper application rate, but is it just sprinkled down on top? Is that how it works? Or Well, right now, yes. You know, Now, when you're planting bulbs, you should mix it in the planting hole. But for right now, you know, just, you know, if it says half a cup per square feet, that's what you use, just sprinkle it on, 
and you can water it in now or you can wait till it rains. And, and it's really simple. There's, it's not rocket science for that. Um, sharpen the lawnmower blades. <laughs> you know, it's got to be done. We're, you know, pretty soon we're going to be cutting, you know, the lawn again. And when they have it raggedy. It's blade sharp, right? Pardon me? It's important to have that blade sharp, right? Yeah, otherwise you have raggedy-looking grass. You'll see all these brown tips on it, and it'll look like a disease if, if it's really raggedy. So, and it's not. It's just you need sharp players. And if you haven't done it already, prune your fruit trees or, you know, uh, like your raspberries, blueberries, that sort of thing. And you can fertilize them with a uh, fertilizer for fruit. There are specific fertilizers for that. And what else do you want to do? You can force some flowering branches. We talked about that a few weeks ago, and well, now they're really starting to swell. Time, this is a good time to do that, though. And talk about, I know forsythia is a big one, but talk about some of the other things that people can snip the branch and bring it in and put it in water. Well, actually, you can do any apple or crabapple trees that you may have. You know, If the buds are starting to swell, you can bring them in and force them. Um, I already did my pussy willow, which I just, I love pussy willow. That's the one thing I do every year. There's um, cherry branches you can do. There's magnolias. You know, and if there's something in your garden, you're like, mm, I wonder if I could do that. Go ahead and try it. You've got nothing to lose. You know, so just, you know, try, be creative, be adventurous, and go after when, it. When do you start your indoor seeds? Actually, I'm going to start next week. Um, and I will start my peppers, and then the following week I'll start my, uh, not geraniums, my tomatoes, although I'll do geraniums too. I, I don't want three-foot plants to put out into the garden because right. they're just stressed out otherwise. So a plant that's, you know, maybe six, eight inches high, I can guarantee you if you put one of those big monsters that already have blooms in and put a little one in next to it within two to three weeks, the one you just put in will be the same size. And, less and if stress. you could, if you if you could talk about the uh, the sauce tomato that you really love. Oh, so that one I get it from uh, seeds from Italy, and it's called San Marzano Ridorta. So there's the San Marzano tomato that everybody knows. It's a Roma type tomato. This actually has double the size of fruit. It's normally San Marzanos are three to four ounces. This is somewhere in the area of about six to eight ounces, although last year I had probably about five tomatoes that were 12 ounces or more. They were bigger than the beefsteaks. And wow. it's just a great sauce tomato. Uh, it's an online only, well, no. Once you order from them, they will send you a catalog. And there's all kind of heirlooms in there. There's also flowers in there. Um, there's, you know, garlic and that sort of thing that you can order from there, too. But it's a great catalog, and, and they're very easy to work with. And it's called Seeds from Italy. However, they are based in Missouri, so there's no problem about waiting for seed to, you know, list everything that's going on getting here. They have already made their order from this um, company they deal with in Italy. It's like the guy in Green Acres. Uh, Mr. Douglas, a genuine Persian rug made in Indiana. <laughs> No, but these really are. <laughs> All right, Mrs. No, I'll thank you as always for the information. Good stuff. That was good, Doug. <laughs> you like that? That was right on. That was right on. <laughs> Spot on. What's the name of the what's the name of the character though? I can't remember. Mr. Haney. 
Oh, Mr. Haney. Yeah, I like that. Seeds of Italy, out of Missouri. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you'd like to win uh, the book, just go to DougOster.com. If you've got a question, go to DougOster.com after the show. I'll be there for about an hour. Remember, Organic Gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. Think about it, though, Doug. How many people want to get out of the city to have a farm, and then they get to the farm and go, I didn't realize it was this much work? <laughs> well, you know from hanging out at Janoski's how much work oh, there is. It's incredible. <laughs> it never ends. Listen, have no yourself doubt. a great day. Always good talking. You love those farmers. Folks, stay with us. News with Melinda and then Joe and Frank are here. It's tuna, fresh and canned. We're going to talk salads. We're going to talk tuna noodle casserole, tuna melt, tuna burgers, tuna patties, and more. And it's healthy, it's delicious, and it's a saltwater fish from the Atlantic. And you can find great tuna at Coons Market. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 